0: Chapter 27. Thread by Thread. Well, I don't know who you are, or what you want me to do, but I'm here, okay? I'm here. I'm following the directions as best I can. I read the classified ads now like they're all meant for me. I decipher codes as if they make sense. All I need now is a tinfoil hat and a camper van, and then I'll be all set. I'm watching. Happy now? I'm here. I'm watching. But nothing's happening. Nothing much happens in office buildings anyway, as far as I can tell. Fantasy money trading from one pair of well-groomed hands to another, papers stapled together, meetings, women in short skirts and jackets with their hair pulled up, walking around with file folders. No one looks up. No one cares that I'm here. A phone is ringing. I can hear the low buzz of a photocopier. What am I doing here? Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I'm on the wrong floor. Well, at least I got the right address. The potted palm and I see the police van pull up through the window. I recognize it now. It's bland and plain and no one would think twice about it. Unless you've already recognized it and know what's inside. One police car, flanked by four unmarked cars. They're being subtle with this one. Greg? Should I call him? No. If I see him, we can talk. Otherwise, I'll just wait. He doesn't need any more trouble from me. I can hear women laughing in one of the offices. It's barely 11. They're getting coffee. It's a normal day for them. My gun feels overwhelmingly large against my back, like it's obvious and everybody can see it if they looked. I'll keep my back to the window. Their blinds are broken. I bet no one noticed. They don't close them, not here. Why would they? They're dusty. The palm is dusty, too. A ping. That's the lift. The doors are about to open. This must be it. It must be. I love this part. The part right before. I'm ready. The door will open, the police will spill out, guns blazing, someone might fire, bullets will spray everywhere, I'll duck down, I'll dodge. I'm ready for anything. The air is never as sweet as it is, the moment just before. All right, I'm ready. Go. The door's open, there's a pause. No rush into the corridor, no. It's calmer than that, quieter. It's just three uniformed policemen, very calm, very careful, stepping out. They're armed, but it's only obvious if you look for their weapons. They're being discreet. They look around. I don't think they've even registered my presence. I'm just a bloke standing by the window reading something on his phone. Somebody waiting for an appointment. Nobody. I don't recognize any of them. They're not looking for me. The lift door stays open, waiting for them. They walk toward the open office door. They go inside, hard heels on the floor. Is that it? No gunfire, no drama? They can't be here after a murderer, can they? There's too few of them. The mundane details of arrests, I, I guess they're not so exciting. I don't always get to throw a man to the ground and incapacitate him. Sometimes I can only watch the handcuffs go on, heads pushed down as they're escorted inside the back seat of a police car. That's true. That's often how it happens. A whimper rather than a bang. Sometimes they've been waiting for that knock on the door for years, and they go quiet. Maybe it will be like that. Boring. Still, better than anything else I'd do today. Definitely better. If I'd read the paper any later, I'd have missed this. There was only one message this time, just a few hours' notice. This must be a new discovery, then. It was barely time to invite me. But I got invited. And here I am. Even if it's boring, I'd rather be here. I can hear their voices as they explain themselves to the secretary, but I can't make out the words. They're speaking softly. I can hear the secretary, though. He's nervous. He's too loud. Maybe he's warning someone, giving someone time to prepare, to leave, to run. Yes, she's in. She's in our office, uh, just behind the... Yes? Yes, just there. He's terrified. How often do police come in asking questions, I wonder? Not too often. Maybe he noticed that they're all armed, like I did, his eyes going straight to the holsters, like me. Count the number of firearms in the room first, then look for the exits. There's a stairwell to my right if I need it. I can protect myself. She's in, he said. She. So it's a woman they're here to arrest, then. Statistically, it's unlikely that she's a murderer. Isn't that right? Maybe she's an accomplice. Or she defies gender stereotypes and keeps the bodies of her victims on ice in her flat. (laughs) Maybe carved into pieces and kept in freezer bags. I can hear them walking. All the other sounds have stopped. No talking, no photocopying. There's a phone ringing, but no one answers it. It just keeps ringing. And I can hear the uniform black shoe as they cross the floor. I can get closer now, can't I? I'll peer in. It's a cubicle farm, one frozen in time. Everyone's still watching the three policemen walking across the room. Everyone looks frightened on the verge of outrage. This isn't something that happens. This isn't normal. Their lives don't include things like sidearms and police uniforms and crime scenes. Women in suits don't get arrested at work on a Tuesday morning three uniforms. They look so obviously out of place, heading for an office by the windows in the opposite wall. There's a woman in there. She's sitting at her desk. She sees them coming. She knows they're coming for her. There's nowhere for her to go. She's still, staring. Does she know? Did she anticipate this in advance? Did she plan for it? I don't think so. She looks caught, lost. Two of the policemen go inside her office with her, The other stands outside, looking in, watching her every move. He's the third line of defense against a completely harmless-looking woman. What did she do? What does it have to do with me? They speak to her quietly. She looks from one of them to the other. She nods, picks up her purse. They let her. She mustn't be so dangerous, then. Why are they letting her take her purse? She stands. They handcuff her. They hold her by the arms as if she might run but she won't i can tell she won't even from here she's caught and there's nothing she can do now the third police goes into her office and picks up her laptop he puts it directly into an evidence bag and then tucks it under his arm what could she possibly have done what do they do in this office anyway i can't tell i should have looked it up but there wasn't time i don't know what they do nothing too dire nothing that requires handcuffs and a police escort surely It's all over very quickly. It's not like the last one, the slow and careful entry into a house in the wee hours. No breaking down the door, no waking up all the neighbors. It's eleven in the morning, and they're trying not to make a scene. They're just going to walk out of here as casual as possible, without telling anyone anything. The woman is flanked by policemen holding onto her. The third man walks behind them with her laptop. They're acting like they're protecting her, or protecting the rest of us from her. Why? She's not resisting. She's not struggling. She's doing what she's told. The rest of the office is silent. Gobsmacked. A phone rings and then stops. Everyone is staring. She'll pass right by me. I'm just standing here, my phone in my hand, by the door as if I belong here. Maybe I'm a client or a new hire. I'm about to go in, but I'm hesitating, looking perplexed, confused. That makes sense. I'm allowed to stare. I'm a visitor. It's not unusual. I don't know what's going on. I could be anyone. This is gossip, something that will make it into the papers. Everyone here will speak to the inevitable reporters, and they'll say things like, we had no idea, and she was always so quiet, or there was something off about her and I couldn't put my finger on it. They'll sit in front of the telly waiting to see what she did. I'll probably do the same. She's in her mid-thirties. She's pretty. Wait, wait, I know her. Amber. Amber, the nursery school teacher. I took her out. We went to see a terrible movie, and she cried. She was sweet, and I kissed her. Just once. That was shortly after Sherlock died. What's she doing here? She looks different, more severe somehow. Well, she's in handcuffs now. That's probably something to do with it. I can't imagine a shy smile on her face now. She's like a different person. Someone invited me here to witness her arrest. I've forgotten how to look like a bystander. Amber! Why do I bother saying it? It's not her name. Of course it's not. She wasn't actually interested in me. She was paid to go out with me. To flirt with me. Jesus. She sees me. She narrows her eyes at me. She recognizes me. She's angry. So angry. I think she might break loose of the police. You, she says. Such venom. Why? I I didn't have anything to do with this. Nothing at all. You're cruel, she says to me, loud enough for everyone to hear it. The police look at me, but their faces are impassive. Both of you. Both of who? What? There's a moment when I could ask. She's so close I could reach out and touch her, like I did once. Her face is contorted into an expression I thought it never could. She seemed so sweet. She volunteers. She loves animals. She's shy. Well, maybe not. I'm stunned into silence. What does it mean that Moriarty sent a woman to spy on me? I don't have time to ask. They drag her into the lift, the door shuts, and they're gone. Amber. I wonder what her real name is. Jesus. Sherlock died. We buried him, and Moriarty still wanted to know what I was up to. Why would he do that? Why am I interesting to him? I'm not interesting at all. I'm really not. I wasn't interesting then. I was only in mourning. I was confused. I was lost. I suppose I still am. What did he want from me? Confirmation? He must have sent her to me, someone to report back about me. Why? Why would he want to do that? It was never me he was interested in, only Sherlock. Sherlock was interesting. I was just a means to an end. I know that. Why would he waste time with me? Did he not believe it? He didn't see Sherlock die, like I did. Because he didn't see it, he wanted to live vicariously through my grief. Is that it? There weren't enough pictures in the paper. He didn't get to see his face, covered in blood, his broken head. That was an honor reserved just for me, a private performance. Thanks a lot, Sherlock. The funeral wasn't enough. I'm sure Moriarty had his spies there, too. Maybe that was it. He sent Amber to me, instructed her to act sweet, kind, be pretty, because I would fall for that, of course. And then I could tell her all of my deepest secrets. I could cry and tell her about how Sherlock died, about what he looked like, about what he said to me. That must be it. He would have enjoyed hearing about that, about the fact that he had no pulse by the time I got to him, but he was still warm. He was already dead. And I wished I was, too. Is that what he wanted to hear? The bastard? The fucking bastard? I didn't tell her anything. I didn't tell anyone anything. It's none of their business, is it? I kissed her, and then I walked away. I left her there in front of her flat. So I won in the end. I won. Fuck you, Moriarty. Was it even her flat we stood in front of? If I had gone with her, thinking we'd have a few drinks and get into her bed, would I have ended up with a Semtex strapped to my chest again? Did I dodge death that time without knowing it? Who wants me to know about Amber? Who would go out of their way to show how many parts of my life are false? What's next, Mary? Is someone going to show me the other side of that curtain too? Who is so cruel? That's it. I need to find out, I need to. I need to get out of here. The lift smells like lemons and chlorine. They're probably pushing Amber into police car now, shutting the door. They'd have to put those handcuffs on so tight. She has tiny little wrists. Maybe the press have arrived by now. I don't want my face on television. Things are awkward enough right now with Mary. She doesn't want to talk to me anymore. She'd probably kill me for getting involved with something like this. Who sent me here? There's a number at the top of the classified section. I'll call. I'll ask them who post these ads. I'll beg them. I'll explain. They're ruining my life. They're making me hope for impossible things. They'll think I'm a conspiracy theorist. They'll think I'm a nutter. No press outside, not yet. No one knows. Upstairs, they don't know what to do, I'm sure. What do you do when one of your co-workers gets arrested? There's no stated protocol for that, is there? They're gossiping amongst themselves. They're calling their friends and their boyfriends. No more work will get done there today. There's a small coffee shop down the street. I can hide there. Is my neighbor with me? I don't see him, but he must be. He's my security detail. Surely he'd have followed me to another arrest. Surely. Or I slipped past him this time. Too bad. I'd ask him instead of pretending not to know anything. He must know. Who's sending me around London to watch arrests? What did Amber do? Why does she think I'm cruel? Who does she think I'm working with? Who's paying you, Amber? Who else would it be? (laughs) The classifieds, they'll help me. I'm sure they will. Someone's placing those ads. I'll find out who. Coffee. I tell the woman at the counter. She nods. Milk. No sugar. You never know what's in the sugar. Isn't that right, Sherlock? Dial the number. I'll just ask them. Is this sort of information protected somehow? Will I need some special identification or an excuse? If they won't tell me, I'll ask Greg to find out for me. He'll help. He will. It's an automated answer phone. I punch a number for the classifieds. I want to talk to a real person. The phone rings, and then rings again. A woman answers. I want to know who placed an ad in today's paper, I tell her. I try to sound authoritative. My heart's beating too fast. I tell her which ad. She doesn't seem to mind telling me. Well, I should have done this ages ago. Why didn't I think of this? It's probably Mycroft. Who else would do this? He's punishing me for letting his brother die. It isn't my fault, Mycroft. It's yours. It's your fault. Don't blame me. I don't have a name, she says. But there's a number she reads it out to me thank you a number now i'll know i'll call and i'll know it's not him i need to remember that it's impossible he's dead i won't call and hear his voice his voice doesn't exist anymore (laughs) i wish greg had never suggested it because the idea won't quite go away i hang up and dial the number before i forget it it's not him it can't be him i pick up my coffee i'm holding my breath there's a pause then a message Damn it. Disconnected. It's been disconnected. That number isn't in service. Of course it isn't. Of course. I should have known. Well, I guess that would have been too easy. Christ, I'm not some kind of marionette, you know. I'm not. You can't just tug on my strings and make me run around. Not anymore. It's not fair. Who is doing this to me? There's only one person who could. Who would. Who's cold enough to rip my heart out like this over and over fine i'll call him then i'll just ask my coffee's so hot it burns my tongue john he says smooth as anything of course it's like he's expecting my call like he's just been sitting there waiting for it he probably has been he's probably watching my confusion on the cctv cameras right now and laughing i look around for a camera how can i help you It's you, isn't it? Leaving me messages in the classifieds? Sending me off to these arrests? It's you, isn't it, you bastard? I'm angry. I didn't realize how angry until I heard his voice. I need to calm down. I hate feeling manipulated. He's pulling my life apart thread by thread. This isn't fair. This isn't right. I'm just a private citizen now. I'm not Sherlock's flatmate. I'm not Sherlock's friend. I'm just no one. It must be you. Why are you doing this? What did Amber do? Why was she spying on me? Why did you want me to see this? Was Moriarty monitoring me for fun, or was it you? Did you hire her to spy on me? Slow down, John, he says. Where are you? He must know. He sent me here. You know where I am. I'm at Tower 42. I just watched a woman get arrested. She told me I was cruel. She didn't just say that. She said we were both cruel. Who else? as if I'm in cahoots with someone, as if there's anyone left for me to be in cahoots with. I don't have any allies anymore, not really, just a security detail and a book contract. I'm only a writer, damn it. She told me we were both cruel. Who does she mean? There's a pause so long. I think maybe I've been disconnected. Mycroft? Tell me, he says slowly so slowly. I shouldn't have called him. This wasn't him. It was someone else. I've just given the game away. What have I done? Tell me about these classified ads.